Hey, hey, everybody, episode number 68. Man, I'm still, like, bogged down from the amount of food I ate Thanksgiving dinner. Thanksgiving dinner, though, we we, uh, we had two, uh, two different dinners. We went in to town. My uh, older three, their, their, uh, their mom, uh, she did, like, a lunch thing in there and then we went out to my my mom's uh for a for a big dinner a big dinner and it was really good but uh gosh so it was it was kind of an unfortunate situation though that day we went into my ex's place for the lunch and my youngest mr lyric decides that he is going to break out into a fever that day and I actually thought it was possibly just a little ear infection he was he was complaining about his ear the day before but had a pretty good look at it uh, since then and it actually doesn't look bad I, I think he actually just got himself kind of a, a nasty head cold going on but but we he, he uh, stayed home grandpa babysat uh, for a little bit, and uh, we went and ate, and, and uh, now I'm gonna feel bad if everybody gets sick. But it's kind of a bad time. Apparently, <laughs> I've been asking around all my friends and friends around here, everybody in the area. They everybody's got at least one sick kid, so I don't I don't know what's going on. I I uh, I uh, kind of feel for all these kids because it's literally everybody's kids are sick right now. So definitely definitely something that that uh was kind of a bummer coming into the holiday weekend like that you know so but speaking of kids and and uh and sick children i have came up with another uh guillain patient my latest guillain patient her name is actually mariah she is not even three years old yet so kind of a sad situation actually so i've actually consulted with a lot of different uh cases with children under the age of well under the age of 10 and i do have a handful of them under the age of five that i've i've checked out and uh and touched base with a little bit and and followed up on and uh it it saddens me for for one main reason you know, it obviously saddens me for a lot of reasons, but there's one reason that just really, really just breaks my heart when I see kids go through something like this. And that's because when they're at that age and they just don't know how to express what they're feeling. So like an adult can kind of be like, yeah, you know, I've got this sleepy feeling in my legs. Well, kids, they have no idea when you say sleepy feeling, they have no idea what you're talking about. So... As I said in the beginning of my story, the communication side of things is is a nightmare even as an adult. And it, it can be even more of a nightmare when you're dealing with children. So, But Mariah, she's not quite three years old yet. I actually spent uh, yesterday uh, off and on most of the day consulting with her, with her dad about, uh, about her situation and kind of what has happened there. And and what's going on and and i put together a uh, just kind of a group uh whole 
whole post that I put out there and some prayer and stuff and and I was actually really impressed with the amount of friends that came forward and and offered a little hope and prayer for for this girl she uh she definitely needs it but I will say just in the last 24 hours I got an update from her dad today and she is actually starting to show some positive signs so one thing about the kids that I've noticed with these with these cases is they seem to they seem to make a, a faster uh, hit on that target of improvement and and, and not all of them I, I I have talked to some of these some of the parents uh, some of these kids I actually I recall a four year old that I was following up on a little bit that. Um, was kind of in my shoes. I mean, four four months. I think this kid was uh, in the hospital on a ventilator and stuff, and and it was four months for him before he started showing showing some signs of improvement and whatnot. But but I try to explain to everybody that this Guillaume has three different stages. Okay, that that really that really uh, define itself. So. The first stage is obviously is a, a progressive onset. So what I mean by that, and and some some people, some of the medical files and whatnot that I've researched and done a little bit of work with, they they just write it out as the progressive stage. Now when I talk about that to just regular people that 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 don't know anything about this when I say the progressive stage it actually confuses them a little bit so I call it the progressive onset which means the progression of the onset the 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 symptoms and the build of the symptoms and and the that growing of this this damage that's just working its way through your body that is the progressive onset so the active onset is the progressive stage so there's that stage and, and as I've explained to a lot of different people that stage could last a few days two three four five six weeks okay it's kind of a and and, and six weeks is a, is a long time for that stage so but that's kind of an idea of where that sits so then the next stage is actually what we call the plateau stage so this is when okay we've we've ran like an ivig treatment or something we've neutralized the system again which stops everything stops that progression now a lot of times you won't see the uh any kind of an improvement in this stage a lot of times it's almost like you're in limbo but where the improvements are being made is inside the body okay sometimes uh you know what what we got going on there is the body is starting to remyelinate nerves it's starting to make those repairs it's, it's just kind of sitting in limbo while it's doing its inner magic and as that time goes on as i've explained uh before we're talking a millimeter a day nerves repair at about a millimeter every 24 to 48 hours Okay, so it, that kind of gives you an idea that hey, this might be a little while. <laughs> so, but but 
your body's doing this and it's just kind of sitting there and it's kind of rebrewing itself. It's repairing a hole in, in a nerve wall here. It's repairing one there. Or maybe it's completely re remyelinating the whole nerve. Whatever the damage is, it's trying to repair it. Okay. Plateau stage. You're sitting there. Nothing's really happening that shows. But there, on the inside, there is stuff happening. Okay. Now that stage can last weeks months um like in my situation that that stage lasted for months okay what we figured out was the the plateau stage it was a it was months we're talking like half a year before we really start coming out of that the next stage the stage that could could last months years may last the rest of your life is the recovery stage so that recovery stage is basically once your nerves have kind of remade their connection okay and you start getting those those uh those signals to actually travel to where you're wanting it to we got a lot of work to do the moment your muscles quit working they start to deteriorate they start to lose their strength they shrink they they harden they weaken they disappear okay so part of that is reconditioning the strength in your muscles we, we got to rebuild some muscles and uh in order to make make our body move again so but part of that part of rebuilding muscles how are we going to rebuild these muscles we got to relearn and let the body kind of redevelop that connection and, and recognition to how to actually move. Okay. So we got to start getting that signal moved around. And then from that point on, it's about building strength. It's about regenerating uh, the tissues that have deteriorated. It's about getting the, the, the signals into all the right places. And, and this this stage can be really frustrating so somebody like myself like it might not seem like a big deal but being able to raise my elbows up off the bed that's a big step okay it might not look like much but when that is literally the only thing that you can do to move go with it make make that make that movement work for you let it that's the start that's the start of regenerating things coming off the ventilator same deal when you come off that ventilator you gotta you gotta refire all them diaphragm muscles everything used to take a breath you gotta rebuild it you gotta start over when i tell people that this disease is literally the closest you can ever get to being reborn i'm not kidding that's how it really is so but as i was talking about my my new friend mariah i uh I, when it comes to to little ones like that i i think the the human body being younger being healthier overall um I have seen some of these kids go from being completely paralyzed to and in the hospital and and intubated 
I've seen them go from that to being home within the middle of the second month. And, and it's, it's, it's amazing. Really. It, it really is. I had to see any kid go through that, but, but kids, kids, kids are warriors. Kids are tough. And, uh, they're definitely fighters. So, so definitely if you guys, if you guys have just a moment of time in your day, say a little prayer for this little girl. Cause she could definitely use it. So, but anyways, that's the kind of stuff we got going on between uh, my new friend Mariah and uh, my kids being sick and, and overeating at Thanksgiving. It's been it's been quite the last few days. There's been a lot happening. So, but the weather's been nice. It's been like 50 degrees out here. All my snow is gone. Um, but we're supposed to get more here in a couple days. Anyways, let's dive right back into the story. I was talking in the last episode about AFOs, and I want to get back into that a little bit because the AFOs are a huge part of the story, okay? And the AFOs, I mean, if you're ever in a situation, and it doesn't have to be you've survived Guillain-Barre syndrome. This could be anything. This could be uh, the results of a stroke. This could be, uh, I actually have some friends and, and I say some friends is because I have more than one. <laughs> Everybody's like, you have friends? When did this? <laughs> like, but no, I actually have, I have more than one friend that actually was born with uh, uh, defects in their, in their, in one of their legs. And, and uh, I don't remember the exact name or anything for it, but I actually have two friends that, that have this condition. And one of the things one of them had been toughing it out for years. They're in their 30s and they've been toughing it out, walking on on a foot and a leg that just isn't cooperating. And they, they've got sores all the time and they're they're breaking things. I mean, it's, it's a bad deal, but they were a perfect candidate for an AFO. And the crazy part about it is they had better, better, better results with theirs because I actually, I hear a while back, well, it was in the summer, I guess. I ran into that friend. They've got his AFO completely dialed in and it works great and everything. He jogs on it, out jogging. I'm going down the highway and I see somebody running. <laughs> I'm like, no way, man. And uh, yeah, they, they, they did amazing uh, putting theirs together. I don't remember where he got his done, but I know that I know the guy that I end up with in the end of my situation here is just absolutely amazing. So, but the AFOs, that is my mobility. Okay, one of the biggest struggles I have right now in this story is trying to fit back in with the world. You know, I I've been out cruising around in a power chair. I've been uh, going in and out of the stores and hanging out and trying to socialize a little bit. I've got. All my all my random friends that that uh, are scattered all over Newcastle, Wyoming. I stop and 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 have conversations with. I go to the library and just kind of mingle a little bit, play on the internet and stuff. But one thing that that's just kind of got me is the fact that I'm having a hard time swallowing the fact that I'm different now. Um. There's a lot of people, I avoided going around a lot of different people 
and there, and there were people that I loved and people that loved me, but I had a lot of different people that I was avoiding because I simply wasn't real sure how, how they were going to take it, you know, and I was kind of embarrassed for them to see me in this situation and totally thinking in the wrong ways with that. But, but that's a real feeling. And if you ever end up in a situation like that, I, I know you'll be able to kind of relate because it is a phase with part of the acceptance that, Hey, you've got, you've got a different part of you now that that's you. And, uh, I was having a hard time taking that in. Um, I had, you know, one, one thing that was really good for me at this time was the fact that I had Sam coming around and she, uh, she's, she's a, so I'm a social pterodactyl. I've always said, because social butterfly is just not manly enough. Sam though, is like a, a social, uh, um, stealth fighter jet or something. I don't know. She's, she's out there, <laughs> So, but she's 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 good at this socializing thing and and it's getting me back into it because i used to be good i used to be able to talk i used to be able to stand on stage in front of people and talk at this point in time i'm scared of the world and here's sam walking me right back into it and it was actually it was the blessing that i needed honestly it, it really was and uh it was it was good it was really good for me. It was good to have somebody that that had some adventure to just get up and get out there. Um, and and Jen and Nikki were really good at that too. So locally there, Jen and Nikki were great about getting me out and stuff too. And uh, but Sam Sam was like this extreme uh, social person. It was, it was almost spooky. Like I honestly, with as social as she is, I'm surprised she was never kidnapped as a little girl or something. Uh, because she'll walk up and talk to anybody. <laughs> so, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe her mom's not her real mom. <laughs> no, I know she's listening to this. So, <laughs> but, but no, she, she was, she was, she was really, really good at, it presenting herself and, and striking up a conversation and she was funny and and uh, it was really good for me it was really good for me but but she was she was right there with me for this second round with this next AFO so this new AFO that I got um, it was a lot thinner it was a lot lighter it uh, it had some different characteristics to it that that straightened my legs up just a little bit, but they weren't lasting very long. But I'm at this point in time where I'm putting on a little weight, I'm getting a little heavier, and I'm really realistically just just straining these things out. They just can't handle my weight. But at this point in time, it's it's a fight with insurance and, and the coverage to get another set. I was at the point where I was ready to go find somebody else to build them because I'd given two opportunities to the company that built the first two and I wasn't getting anywhere with them I was the second set was by far better than the first so I knew we were headed in the right direction and it kind of gave me some new stride in kind of developing 
my new my own ideas as far as how they needed to be and and what was going to work for me and i actually started exploring my thoughts a little bit as far as different things that we could do one idea that we had was i used to ride dirt bikes and, and four wheelers and stuff and one idea that i had was i wanted to take a pair of riding boots and kind of modify them into uh basically like a boot style afo that i could put on because the, the riding boots are they're real stout and and uh, they're designed for that you know but they they uh they're definitely not designed as a medical type of cast <laughs> but i had some good ideas to strengthen them up and do some things with them and getting these things on and off was a struggle for me getting them on and then getting them into a shoe was even more of a struggle so the way we had these set up was i had some heel lift that goes underneath them inside a shoe there's a lot of a lot of hazards that come to that so if you don't have a shoe that's got a higher top that you can really tie it all together with uh, you'll step right out of them and that, it could be really dangerous stepping out of your shoe in a plastic boot that you're wearing on a hard floor is is not fun i had i had a couple close calls with that actually so but like i said i was i was also overweighting these things so i was causing and i think i'd brought it up in the last episode something that i was noticing was these little white lines in my afos there were stress marks in the FOs. I figured that out. I get to walking and I'd start rolling my feet in a little bit. And I was actually causing a semi buckle in these things. The problem was, was they started digging into my ankle bones on the outsides of my feet. Not a good situation because by the time this starts happening, I'm wearing sores. It ain't just about pressure. I'm wearing sores into the sides of my ankles. But I, I'm, I'm at this point in time here in a situation and with the way the house was all set up, I need to be able to walk a little bit because for one, my wheelchair won't fit in the bathroom. So I start getting into this, this routine where I, I'm, I'm trying to keep them off as much as I can just to keep my feet kind of kind of uh, relieved I guess of the amount of pain because I'm starting to develop a lot of pain with these AFOs it was something that just just wasn't really working that well for me so I'm starting to build up a lot of pain I'm starting to find myself back into this like miserable state of mind with the amount of pain and the frustration that comes with these things this is the second pair and we still can't get it right so i was a little disappointed i was starting to get a little disappointed i i had certain if i if i got everything right and i and i could get stabilized good enough i could walk in them um better than that first pair but i just i was tearing them up and i was tearing my ankles up and my feet and uh it was frustrating it was really frustrating so one of the things that that I started kind of doing, like I said, I was throwing together some of my own ideas. What the heck can I do with these things? 
and uh, I was gonna I was gonna design my own pair of AFOs. I was gonna I was gonna do it. So I actually had gotten some. Uh, I started doing a little work to the ones I had on my own because, like I said, I the company that was working on these they were 170 miles away. So it wasn't just a matter of being able to go in and have them make an adjustment here and there. It was you call them and make a complaint, and then it was, well, let's see what our schedule looks like. Yeah, we're booked for three weeks. Well, three weeks can do a lot of damage to my feet. So what I ended up doing was I ended up with a heat gun. I start reshaping these things on my own. I started adding some different padding and some different features to them on my own. And I started uh, making, making some adjustments to at least get me by till I could get into a new pair. But this turned into a regular thing. It was every single day I'm making an adjustment to my FOs to try to make myself more comfortable. I was buying these uh, these slip-on ankle support. Uh, it's almost like a neoprene that goes around your ankle. I was grabbing those just to add some cushion to the ankle bones and stuff on the outside and make them fit a little tighter. So I was doing all kinds of things. I was, I was trying everything I could to be able to make these work. I believe I even added a couple extra straps to them just to secure them to my legs just a little better so they to hopefully keep them from moving even more but I'm doing all I can they're still driving me nuts and it's, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm kind of stuck with for a little while so I gotta make the best out of it and all I know is at this point in time it's kind of hindering my my regenerating of my walking abilities and it's it is it's kind of it's kind of bumming me out a little bit but it is what it is i made do with what i had and and we were we were moving on day by day so i was i was in give up mode with the fos i knew that I had to have them. I mean, I can't even stand up. If I try to stand up without the AFOs, I will break my legs. Plain and simple. That's how it is. So I'm at this like crossroads with myself trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to do because I used my, my free pass to get a new pair out of this company. It wasn't working. So I needed to do something. I needed to do something because it's at a point in time now where this is getting bad enough that it's almost, it's a health issue. You know, it's a it's a health issue, it's a quality of life issue. And uh, it's it's one of those things that definitely needs the attention. I just don't know where to turn. So so we're dealing with it. But Sam comes down and she helps drive me around and run me around to the different places and we looked at some different ideas and and whatnot and uh and yeah we we got to where we were going back and forth to gillette all the time and i was having some issues uh um as far as as therapy goes i was actually having some billing issues and stuff so i was starting to go into this this position with myself where i'm back to struggling 
And that's a bad deal. When you've came this far and and you get knocked down again. And in this situation, I'm getting knocked down financially. I'm getting knocked down based on the resources of the care that I that I had for like physical therapy and stuff. I really limited where I was going at that time. It was a great facility with great people. But it, it is a small town uh, outpatient rehab center. So, I mean, there's just not as much to do there as, as like a place like Elkhorn had to offer. There's just not as much there. So, I've got that going on. I'm fighting with these AFOs. I'm struggling. I'm back to struggling. So, and I, I, I really wasn't prepared I guess to have to deal with that much uh, I wasn't real sure how to deal with that much so I'm back to reaching out I'm asking I'm asking my aunt Judy that was my power of attorney while I was in the hospital I'm asking my mom Jen and Nikki Sam's even helping a little bit um everybody's trying to f- pull together every resource that they can to try to help figure out the different ways to handle some of these problems that had presented themselves, especially with the AFOs. So we're doing a little research and uh, trying to get trying to get some things ironed out to better the situation. And uh, but I'm still moving forward, even though I'm in pain. I'm still moving forward. We're actually just about t- out of time on this episode. When we get into the next one, we're going to talk about a big uh, a big jump something real big and exciting that that uh i end up pulling off and i honestly didn't expect to when (laughs) when it comes up so so definitely we'll see in episode 69 um and we'll talk about that big jump god bless you guys you have a great evening and uh we'll see you in the next episode thanks very much